welcome to Interesting to See Your Daily Sports Podcast about news, narrative, takes, and gambling. I am Nick Andrews. It is Friday, July 16th. If you're listening to this, if not, you're binging it. And thanks for hanging out with me, truckers, or whoever else may be binging. Bryson DeChambeau said some childish stuff, according to some people, at the Open Championship, which is in round two right now. The Sixers and the Eagles may be active, so we'll talk about City of Philadelphia's hopes and dreams on the trade market. And we're going to look into MLB starting back up after the All-Star break. <laughs> Excuse me. But we're going to begin today with Big 12 Media Day. Media Day is usually um, when college football coaches remind us how much they are worshipped and how much they are paid. I'm very famously, was it Dabo? Was that a Media Day when he said that if college players could make money, he wouldn't do it anymore? So bye, Felicia. Anyway, we're going to start a Big 12 Media Day where horns down became a penalty. This is from Bleacher Report. If you're watching on YouTube, Big 12 to emphasize penalties for taunting, including the use of horns down, which is hilarious. As we all know, the Big 12 is owned and operated by the University of Texas. Remember the Longhorns? They had won 10 games in a row for four years, and then they started the Longhorn Network, which is hilarious. Since then, I think, I want to say 2017 or 18, you have to fact check me on this as a take, but I'm pretty sure, factually speaking, it was 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there. They finished in the bottom three or four in baseball, basketball, and football, which is, I oh mean, I, I want to say it's awesome, but it's, it's just awesome. They are always claimed to be back. All of these rich people, there's no money like Texas oil money. <laughs> this is the softest thing ever. They get so mad for horns down. We're, we hook them. Like, okay, well, horns down is absolutely hilarious, and it was fun when Colt McCoy and Vince Young were roasting people, and now that you were trash, you're getting mad, and you know that you shouldn't be trash, so you're going to be mad, and you're going to use all this money in the Big 12 to put horns down as a penalty. This, to me, is game over for Texas. It's just game over. Mac Jones screwed up when he didn't offer three consecutive Heisman winners the opportunity to play quarterback at Texas, although all three of them said, hey, you know what I want to do when I grow up is play quarterback for Texas. Those three people are Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, and Robert Griffin III. Mac thought that they would be better off at other positions, so now he is the coach at North Carolina, which is more fitting because that school runs the ACC, so he still should not really fall under any scrutiny. So that thought that was hilarious. Horns down, soft. I'm sure that the real Texas fans uh, don't care about horns down, and they're probably embarrassed by this, but the Texas alumna, they care about it a lot. So we just start off with that narrative. The, the narrative watch will be who's mad and who defends this. It's just like the gator chomp. When you're good, it's cool. When you suck, you deserve to have it done right in your face. All right, let's move to Bryson DeChambeau. The Open Championship is happening right now. We'll talk about scores in a minute. Bryson DeChambeau, he... So let's actually... I have the ESPN article. Let's pull up the Daily Visit. What this is the, the Guardian. This is the Guardian because they have a, a paragraph in here that is just freaking sweet. Uh, da, 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 da. I want to read it. DeChambeau found just 14 of fairways with his Cobra, 14 fairways with his Cobra driver during his one over par round at Royal St. George's. So the leader, I think, is Colin Morikawa. I think he's eight under. So that means he's Bryson is off by nine strokes before he tees off today. He sits seven adrift shots. So he didn't say seven back of the lead. He's the, the article says seven adrift shots. He's seven, seven bad shots away from the leader, which is absolutely hilarious. Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, so he, let, let, let's just say this is what he said in his post-game press conference or whatever. He was blaming his driver for not hitting fairways. Quote, if I can hit it down the middle of the fairway, that's great. But with the driver right now, the driver sucks. 
The driver sucks. It's not a good face for me, and we're still trying to figure out how to make it good on the miss hits. I'm living on the razor's edge, like I've told people for a long time. I've realized this for years now. This has happened since 16, 17, when players stopped drawing it. That's not why very many players draw the ball anymore. It's not because of spin rate. Everybody thinks that it's because of spin rate. It's literally physics in the way they build the heads now. It's not the right design. Unfortunately, we're trying to fix it. He then came out and apologized, like his mom had to drag him in front of everybody. Guys, I'm sorry. Hey, let's, let's read the apology. We'll grade it on a scale of 1 to 10. Apology. Here we go. Bryson DeChambeau. Quote on his Instagram page. The comment I made in my post-game, my post-round interview today was very unprofessional. My frustration and emotions over the way I drove the ball today boiled over. I sucked today. Not my equipment. Cobra and I have worked together for over five years, and they are some of the hardest working people in the golf industry and make an incredible product. I agree. I use Cobra products when I can afford them. Their team is like family to me, especially Ben Showman who has been there for every step of the way. So Ben Showman, why is he bringing up Ben Showman? Well, <laughs> this is the best part. <sighs> People came out and talked to Bryson about the way that he was acting. Ben, I believe, called him, was it Ben that called him like an eight-year-old? Yes. Oh, man. So someone called him like an eight-year-old. I think it was this Ben Showman person. He said he's like he's an eight-year-old. And when your eight-year-old gets mad at you, you know that they're just really mad. They're just really mad at this stuff. This dumb club can't hit the ball. So now he apologizes and made it all about himself, which I don't know what you have to Google to understand how Lynx Golf works. The Open Championship, you have to hit it straight. Just hit it straight. If you just hit it straight and you putt well, always, that's always the case. If you just hit the ball straight and nice and low and slow and take a little off, make contact, like your Little League coach said, you will not suck. If you try to be a bomber at those courses, you're going to suck a lot, and it punishes you. They don't want you to play that way. This is golf the way it was intended, or whatever. Bryson is, is it, honestly, in a weird way, if I can have a take for a second, this is one of the more relatable things he's ever done, has a bad round where he's just trying to bomb the ball. He misses some stuff, and then he blames the club. I blame the furniture for moving itself when I stub my toe. So kind of, in a weird way, a little bit relatable. All right, let's move to some NFL news. The Associated Press yesterday reporting that four of the 32 NFL teams remain under the 50% vaccination rate less than two weeks from the start of training camp. This is according to a person familiar with the story, according to the Associated Press. There's the tweet right there. Those four teams are the Washington football team, the Indianapolis Colts, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Of course, yesterday, Los Angeles reinstated its indoor mask mandate for all people, including those who are fully vaccinated as the Delta variant spreads. There are eight teams at last count that have hit the 85% threshold. If a team reaches 85%, the entire team has far fewer restrictions. But if you're not vaccinated on a team that doesn't have 85% vaccination rate, you're treated like you're in the bubble again. And not only that, the NFL is punishing you by not allowing you to do public appearances or any sort of financial marketing on your social media account. So let's just say, for instance, if Tom Brady isn't fully vaccinated, which he's not, and he's on a team that isn't 85% vaccinated, which he's not, then he can't do TB12 stuff. Um, I believe they'll fine him. And I think the fines are pretty crazy, if I'm not mistaken. But we'll see how that goes. I don't think that the NFL really cares, but they appear to care a lot because people don't want to do what they did last year. And the way to do that is to have 85% of you and your teammates vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you basically are in the bubble again. Can't travel on the road. You don't get a real 
uh, bye week. It's really intense stuff. Okay, we're going to move now to uh, the city of Philadelphia. Hopes and dreams time for the city of Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Eagles, according to Adam Schefter, who honestly at this point is basically just a Twitter account for the front office of the Philadelphia Eagles, is implying that the Eagles are going to try to get Deshaun Watson. Dude, they're all going to try to get Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, of course, embroiled in some legal stuff where he may or may not be a sexual predator. Um, He is alleged to be a sexual predator in civil court, though not in criminal court. So we'll see how that shakes out. If he's not convicted of a criminal offense, I highly doubt this will end up being anything other than a long sort of sabbatical for Deshaun Watson, meaning that like the beginning of the year, he's going to hit the trade market. The Eagles apparently are interested in Deshaun Watson, which will conveniently make it look like for the Eagles front office that they had a plan all along, similar to the Russell Wilson thing. They can look at their fans and say, well, we were on in Russell Wilson and we just waited just a little too long. We almost got him at the exact value. We wanted him in the third round, but we just, he just didn't quite, he was just taking a couple of picks before, and then this way they can say, well, Jalen Hurts was always meant to be a backup. We always had a plan. We knew that one of these quarterbacks would become available. Bro, you did not know that Deshaun Watson would be available on the trade market. And that's not the only team in Philly that has hopes and dreams. The other hopes and dreams team is, of course, the Philadelphia 76ers. A couple East Coast teams really pining after Damian Lillard, the star for the Portland Trailblazers, who can bomb from behind the arc. Ben Simmons, who... Literally, in the playoffs, did the exact opposite of what all your parents tell you to do, which is just try your hardest. He attempted, I think he averaged fewer than one shot attempt per fourth quarter in the playoffs as apparently one of the best players in the world. Ben doesn't play basketball to be good. He's sort of like a basketball artist where what he does is beautiful. He just can't put the ball in the hole, which funny thing about sports, all of them have the same goal, especially team sports, which is to put the thing in the thing more than the other team puts the thing in the thing. And that like, literally that is it. It's just math. It's just collecting points in 60 minutes or 48 minutes or whatever sport uh, you happen to be talking about. So the Sixers, they want to trade Ben Simmons for a couple of reasons. One, uh, the city of Philadelphia is not a great place to grow up uh, when you're 19 years old and you go to LSU, who doesn't care about college basketball, or you go to North Dakota State, when a place that does care about college football, but they're really small and not that big a deal. Then you're a kid and you go to Philly and they care a lot in Philadelphia. So Ben has been completely shell-shocked by Philly, he's freaking out. He's in his own head. He's kind of a chill dude. He's not like this Michael Jordan, Aaron Rodgers kind of guy. So it appears it's just not working out. And they, the Sixers waited like six months too long to trade him. Remember, there were rumors about trading for Harden or, or somebody else during the, during the trade deadline and getting rid of Ben Simmons. But now everybody watched the worst free throw shooting performance in the history of the sport in these playoffs. And when he just shriveled in the moment and wouldn't even try, he literally didn't try. His trade value must be at an all-time low. However, the Sixers have been rumored to be in talks with the Trailblazers to shop Ben Simmons for C.J. McCollum. However, this is, and this is reported by Oregon Live, because if you read something from a Philly source that says we're trying really hard, you can't trust that source. It's just a front office trying to make it look like they're trying really hard. But this is from Oregon Live, which if this was leaked from a Philly source, that's freaking brilliant, brilliant. But I don't think that it is. I think that the Trailblazers have heard that the Sixers want Damian Lillard and they're freaking out because they're like, how would our fans feel about that? So I think that they're trotting this out to Oregon Live to see how everybody reacts. Regardless, Simmons for Lillard is interesting. I think that the Trailblazers lose that, so there would have to theoretically be a lot else involved in that. All right, so this is a Friday show. We need to look at what's going to happen over the weekend. We'll start with, with what's happening today. The day game today is the Minnesota Twins and the Detroit Tigers. It's Charlie Barnes versus Jose Arena in uh, not exactly a a pitching duel there, but it's a I think it's a day night doubleheader, seven inning 
day-night doubleheader, which are apparently going away, which makes me sad. Um, other interesting games to go on this weekend. I like the Houston Astros versus Chicago White Sox to me is a series that's happening this weekend that I think you can make a lot of money on. You want to bet the better pitcher in this one. I, th- I think, for example, Lance McCollum is pitching tonight against Dylan Cease. I think McCollum is better, uh, or excuse me, McCullers is better um, than you know, Lance Lynn, who's the favorite to win the Cy Young after the first half of the season. He's going to pitch this weekend. I like the Chicago White Sox as the best team to, I think they're going to win the World Series. So I, that's, if you're going to watch some baseball, Astros White Sox is, is a good one. All right, let's go to the NBA lines. The, the game, of course, is tomorrow night at 9.05 p.m., which means like 10.30 Eastern East Coast time. I literally, I bet I don't watch a second of this game. I bet I will be asleep and uh, I'm only 30, so whatever. The Bucks are, oh, excuse me, the Suns are favored by four, minus four. For me, I do not touch even spreads. It'd have to be 0.5 for me. I don't touch that. The Suns are favored, minus 170 to win. Milwaukee, plus 150 to win. We, I don't really have much of a gambling preview for you on this one. The over-under is, I think, the lowest it's been the entire playoffs at uh, 218. It's not, it's not a half, though. I, again, I hate that. I don't want there to be a push. I love the over, though. And now that I look at it, I love the over. So we haven't had a game yet where the five best players on the floor are all clicking, or at least like more than two or three of them are clicking. There's never been a game where Giannis and Booker and Paul and Middleton and Aiton have all been good to go. So I love the over here. I think this this might be one of the first games where people are actually making shots. Um, You saw in the last game, the only person that was making shots was Devin Booker. I love the over here. Absolutely love the over. I would hammer it, would already have money on it if... It wasn't an even number. I wish it was 0.5. So <clears throat> absolutely love that. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into any of the bets on this one. This is I had a feel for the game last time. No best bets in game five. We'll be back for game six when that happens. And it's super exciting. NFL training camp will be one week away from when game six finishes. That's going to do it for this week. And interesting to see. I heard some feedback recently that maybe you want some deeper dives into some stories. A lot of interesting stories to talk about, particularly like the Bo Schembechler stuff in Michigan. If you haven't heard about it, it's because Michigan has a lot of alumni in prominent positions in sports media, and they don't want to talk about the fact that they covered up a sexual predator like Penn State and Michigan State did. They don't want to talk about that. So we can deep dive into things like that if you'd like. Uh, Players not going to the Olympics, whatever you want to talk about. Give me some feedback, ratings, reviews, and Apple Podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. Have a happy, safe weekend. I'll be back on Monday.